to me podcast. Um, I'm gonna try and say that word a lot less. That was one of the critiques. <laughs> I did a questionnaire as well on my Instagram to see what you guys want to hear. It's so all touch on those. There's a lot of good questions. I picked a handful of them. But first, the long anticipated Super Bowl reaction. Listen to lots of family. <laughs> dissect it as well as some podcasts I listen to and there's a consensus on a decent amount of it some thoughts that I had as well um prior to hearing anybody I watched the entire game with my wife's family who's been lifelong 49er fans and just an awesome environment to be in they're going crazy on you know even just five yard CMC runs it's pretty uh cool to see and obviously heartbreaking in the end but I'd say the overall consensus and I would agree is some questionable coaching decisions by Kyle Shanahan he um he it kind of reminded me of the Falcon Super Bowl where you know the 28 to 3 uh, game where if they just kept with their game plan that Tom Brady would have six Super Bowls and I believe he decided to pass when they should have ran that's what happened then although Dan Quinn does not get credit for that loss it seems to go to Kyle Shanahan which I don't agree with he was just the OC at the time um, yet it's added onto his resume of Super Bowl losses still so in this game I think we can all agree that for the majority of the game, the Niners dominated on offense. And I just felt like most of their offensive plays were for like at least five yards. They just had chunk play after chunk play, especially when they had Christian McCaffrey with the ball, handing it off, especially just that was something that the Chiefs couldn't stop as much as their defense has been talked about. It felt to me like the first half for sure they dominated and then they got away from that in the second quarter and it's just or the third rather and that's one of the things that just seems to puzzle me with coaches is a lot of games that are one side in the first half will swing in the second half i feel like that's kind of a pattern and i don't get why if you're Kyle Shanahan, what worked in the first half, and you get away from that, you start passing a lot more in the third quarter, which allowed the Chiefs to get back in it. <clears throat> that and missed opportunities by the 49ers. I think that muffed punt was the swing for sure because the Chiefs were just doing nothing up until that point. And we can critique that as well. Just the punt returner not falling on the ball. He was trying to, what looked like gather it and run with it, even though he's basically got a handful of chiefs barreling down on him. You fall on that ball. You don't try to pick that thing up. And clearly it didn't work. And then the chiefs were able to just one play later, get in the end zone. So I think, I mean, it's talked about how, small Brock Purdy is. Yeah, he's not a six foot five Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, but the guy makes big over the field over the middle of the field passes all the time. 
And I think that's the shortcoming of other height challenge quarterbacks like Kyler Murray that kid literally can't see over the offensive line. But I think when Purdy was rolling out, he'd bootleg or naked bootleg one way or the other, then he could see better. And every time he did that and got out of the pocket, whether when he wasn't, you know, running away from someone, it was a design play. It was a big positive pass play every time. And I just think maybe Shanahan got a little too pass happy with that. And I mean, how many times did CMC touch the ball in the third quarter? I'm not even sure. Um, so that's a big thing. And then the overtime rules, I, I learned them on the fly. I'm sure a lot of people did as well, that it's literally an entire brand new four quarter ball game after regulation. And the Chiefs were absolutely prepared for that, we found out. And the 49ers were not. I mean, there's audio of use check, um, not knowing the rules. And um, the fact that they took the ball just because that's what you're used to for so long. Like you get the ball after regulation, over time, you want the ball so you can score a touchdown and end it. And that was a problem where if you get the ball and let's say you have a fourth down like they did, you don't know that you have to go for it. They kick the field goal and then now Kansas City's like, all right, we get the touchdown, game's over. So they went for their fourth down. I think it was, it was shorter, it was fourth and one. I think the 49ers had a longer fourth down where they ended up kicking the field goal, but still, uh, that was a huge issue. And I, I mean, you make that mistake like that one time. So Shanahan's getting a lot of heat for this with his play calling and not having his team prepared for overtime, as he should. Um, but it's not like he's getting blown out in these games. Like, I guess the first time they played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they did kind of let it, you know, the game got away from them in the at the towards the end of the game. So there was that. But it's not like he's losing to crappy teams. They're getting blown out anything like that. He's losing to people that win the Super Bowl. Or, you know, last year, Purdy gets hurt. They essentially don't have a quarterback, and they lose to the Eagles, who made a game of it with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's a lot to hang your hat on for that. If you're a 49ers fan, you know, what, what other coach would you rather have than Shanahan? The dude's play calling is spectacular and um, humble brag. Comes from his dad, who was my Denver Broncos coach for years and their Super Bowl wins. So um, I'll take that. <clears throat> um, so now I just want to move into these questions I got. They were all fitness related. Um, good one I thought was CrossFit versus bodybuilding. I don't really think there's a huge comparison there as it is. It's two totally different ways of styles of training, lifestyles as well. Um, I've done both. I did CrossFit for a couple of years. I've done bodybuilding for a long time, uh, as I talked about in the episode one. But some of the main differences I'd say is in bodybuilding, essentially you can jump in and just start working out. I mean, form, technique, uh, 
time under tension, things like that will be your main um, focal point if you don't know what you're doing. But that's typically an easy correction. Some mind muscle connection um, learning will have to happen. A lot of people have trouble with the hip hinge for like a Romanian deadlift, things like that. Um, so form would be the main thing, but it's a lot of isometric movements. There's not any, not a whole lot of dynamic, uh, aerobic movements at all. Like CrossFit is, you know, you, you, you jump into a wad workout of the day as they call it in CrossFit and you get your butt kicked in like 10 minutes and your form is going to be horrendous compared to what they're expecting of you. The nice thing though about CrossFit is they do have what they call scale versions of their workouts where, you know, you essentially have what they call the RX level, which is the level you're supposed to be at for whatever movement it is in the workout. Let's say it's a muscle up on the bar. So a scaled version of that would be a pull up. A scaled version from a pull-up would be a pull-up with a band, um, kind of helping you go up and down. And then a scaled version of that might even be like an inverted row. So you can complete the workout in CrossFit. It just, it can be much less challenging, which I mean, is a safety issue to an extent, in my opinion. A lot of the movements are very darn dynamic and you can, and I have gotten hurt from doing them. They incorporate Olympic lifts a lot. You're doing snatches or cleans, and then you're going into, I don't know, a kettlebell swing or a muscle up or a run or a burpee. Just, it's very difficult because you go from doing a really complex, heavy movement, and then you, then you're gassing yourself with some aerobic movement and you come back to it. And it's just very difficult to keep your form. So it's all about pacing and CrossFit as I found, because you can get gas so fast and certain areas will get tired and then you'll compensate and your form will suffer big time and you can get hurt. And it's just, I wouldn't say CrossFit's dangerous. A lot of people think that a lot of bodybuilders will say that, but having done both, they do care a lot about your safety. And so they'll make sure you're doing the movement correctly. The coaches will, if they're good. And I've had majority good coaches and, um, and then you, you push yourself to want to scale up and get to that RX level. If you're competitive like me. <laughs> um, and then there's a, <clears throat> in my opinion, a difference in diets as well. Bodybuilding's pretty monotonous. Um, you usually have a handful of meals that you choose from and you eat all day, every single day and having done bodybuilding for a long time, I got used to that. I'll get burnt out every now and then and I'll change it up, but I can and do eat the same stuff every day for years <laughs> and I'll kind of cycle through and come back. I think CrossFit, you're burning so many calories that they can afford what I um, saw as higher fat meals. A lot of them do keto. Um, and just the fact that they're like the, the people that compete in it usually work out multiple times a day. And so they can afford to eat these really high fat meals. They still get their high protein. I'd say both styles of training will do that. Um, 
but bodybuilding's so meticulous with counting calories. I mean, it can be. That's how I did it. That's how a lot of people I knew would do it and still do. Um, making sure your macronutrients are on point. So I'd say bodybuilding's for someone that um, mainly is going for an aesthetic change because the movements are slow. It is nice when you can up your weight from the last time you did your workout um, and you see that progress, but it's slow incremental and you have to have the mindset to know that it's going to take a long time. Um, CrossFit, you, I mean, you can still want, you can still have aesthetic changes, but I think your, your overall energy and just level of fitness, you know, being mobile and things like that increases for sure. I think just your, for me, my body hurt all the time. My, um, it band hip flexors were just so tight to the point of them being in pain from sitting in my car driving sometimes in that seated position. And that's not, I'm not going to say that's how it is for everybody. That's for me. I probably could have, should have worked on mobility more. I'm sure the ice baths and saunas would help if I did that consistently and had access to that. Um, it's just two different, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to, um, do you want to have a slow track gain, just muscle aesthetic size over time? Or do you want to, you know, kind of feel like an athlete again? And I think that's a big difference between the two. Um, and kind of speaking of meal prep, these other two questions have to do with that. Um, I had a question about <clears throat> breakfast meal prep. Not really sure. I mean, it's kind of a broad subject to touch on, but that's the one meal. I usually have one or two in the day. It's usually breakfast and dinner that I'll cook fresh right there. It's not something that I pull out of a Tupperware. Um, and it's usually higher in fat for me. I am a huge breakfast fan. I could have it at any time of the day. Um, so it's usually a breakfast meat, eggs for sure involved, there might be a carb like sourdough toast. Um, sometimes oatmeal will be in there. Uh, but if you're trying to meal prep, there's a few things that I've done over the years. Uh, egg white, essentially bites is what they're called, but they're like mini, I guess, cupcakes. I mean, you use the cupcake tin to make them. It's usually egg whites. Um a meat of some kind, something lean, like a deli slice, turkey or chicken or ham. And you might have bacon in there. You might have a little bit of cheese, but, uh, they're nothing crazy. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of cooked egg whites that taste. It's just, it's hard for me. Um, so that's one that I've done. I had to use a good amount of ketchup to get through. And speaking of oatmeal, there's a company called creatures of habit with a K and they make these packets of oatmeal. I will tell you, they're not the best tasting. Like you think oatmeal bland, like if you don't add anything to it, this is very much along those lines. Um, but it has 30 grams of protein. It's low fat, medium carb, has a lot of nutrients in it. It's quick and easy. You just dump it in a little bowl, cup of water, mix it thoroughly and zap it and you can add to it, you know, berries, yogurt, whatever, but which I've done, 
but for someone that is on the go and doesn't really care that much, it's an easy choice. Macros are good. And then there's a, your overnight oats. So lots of recipes for those. You can even do that. Creatures of Habit overnight. Just throw it in a in that bowl and don't zap it. Put it in the fridge overnight and then eat it the next morning cold. I did that a lot. And then what else do I have here? Oh, yeah. Egg white chug I wrote down. So some of you might have seen me do that. I've posted it before. I, it might be ironic because I said I don't like the taste of cooked egg whites, but all day long I can chug egg whites and not care. I, I used to be disgusted by it, but it's, it's I'm not recommending anyone do this, but it's such an easy and fast way to get protein in. I will literally, my wife can, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Confirm this. I'll take a one cup measurement cup, pour a couple of egg whites in that, throw it back in about three gulps, do it again. And two cups of egg whites is about 50 grams of protein. So done. Um, huge fan of that mainly just for the fuel. Uh, and then I had a question that said meats, sandwiches, and other foods. Again, very broad. Uh, but I would say the meats that I've stuck to over the years very consistently, very monotonously, if that's a word, would be chicken breast. And I absolutely hate the taste of chicken breast. I have come to realize maybe it's because I had a lot of under-seasoned chicken breasts over the years. Because I would always just say I hate it. But my wife's made some really good, uh, I guess, versions, recipes, whatever you want to call it, of chicken breast. I just can't have a big old chunk. It has to be thinly sliced or pounded down or whatever. And I have to have some char in there. Obviously, seasoning, sauce helps. So how I've made it over the years is just crock pot it, shred it, and I usually crisp that up a little bit if I'm at home, sauce it. It's actually not bad. So chicken breast, the ultimate uh, macronutrient protein meat, very dense. I think six ounces is about 50 grams. Um, lean ground turkey, another staple of mine. I always get the 93.7, um, even though it's, man, it's tempting because that 85.15 is like, a handful of dollars cheaper. Uh, so those two for sure. I used to do the tilapia back in the early days, and that's, I just that stuff's so gross. <laughs> I mean, I need that. I need tilapia and a taco, and maybe I can handle it. We had halibut last night. It was really good. Very simple. Um, I'm a huge salmon guy. A little higher in fat for sure. So much flavor. Grew up on it. It's kind of weird. I grew up on salmon at my grandma's house. Had so much of it. it was so good. I'll. That's something I could eat every single day. But I also grew up eating chicken breast and I despise it. <laughs> so um, my wife's kind of helping me realize maybe it's because it was under season. I don't know. I wasn't the one making it. And I'm not going to call anybody out. Uh, what other meats do I have? I guess, I mean, eggs for sure. Whole eggs. I like the flavor of those for sure. But, you know, you get, it's about five grams of fat and six grams of protein per egg, per whole egg. So your fat can get up there if you have a lot of them. <clears throat> and then occasionally I'll throw Greek yogurt in there. Um, very dense with protein, low fat, low sugar. Oikos, the brand, makes high protein and flavored yogurt. I'm not really sure 
if the ingredients ingredients are super on point. I want to say they are, but um, that's another good one. And and then your your protein bars are kind of hit and miss. I feel like a lot of protein bars just taste terrible. I mean, it's like it is what it is at this point. I used to have a ton of the Gatorade protein bars because they actually tasted good. But they're pretty high. I think they had, they were 20 grams of protein. The carbs are fine. I think the fat was kind of high. It was like 10 to maybe 10 to 15 grams of fat per bar. So it was kind of up there. And then I'm sure there's a lot, there's more sugar than others in there. So it was a pretty hefty bar. But I wasn't like eating multiple a day. Um, sandwiches. I don't really do a lot of sandwiches, to be honest. Um, if I do, I mean, I don't really go to like a Subway, Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's is not bad. I like their like vinegar sauce mix that they put on it. Uh, but I'm just a big hot sandwich guy. So it'd have to be at some kind of deli or it's hard to think because where I currently live, there's really not much to choose from. There's actually a place called, I take that back, Ogie Deli, and they make really good hot sandwiches. So there's that, but they're, it's tough to get one that's not going to sabotage your diet for the day. Cause I mean, you already got two pieces of bread, depending on like what kind of bread you're getting. It can be sauced up. Meat could be fatty. It's just kind of, it's tough to, to get that on point and not sabotage yourself. Like I said, other foods, I think I kind of touched on some of those. My wife's made these, what are they called? Like oatmeal protein bites that are just nice to have a big old Tupperware full of those and just pull from that every now and then if you just, you don't want to have a full meal, but you need some protein in your life or something like that. They'll have usually protein or uh, what am I trying to say? Peanut butter. I think they have, it's obviously oats, peanut butter, and maybe chocolate sometimes in there. She's made bars with this, a similar makeup as well. Um, and then I think, I'm not really sure if there was any other little snacks that I had, but for the most part, it's whole food. I'll have shakes in there for sure. I think everyone should, you know, find a protein that doesn't upset your stomach, but there's limited ingredients in there. I found that whey protein isolate upsets my stomach and just your regular whey does not. So um, that's that's usually my go-to and I get the big old bag of optimum nutrition from Costco. It's just, it's so um, cost effective and proteins can be so expensive. So it's kind of crazy, but regardless, everyone should supplement with that. In my opinion, I always recommend getting one gram of protein per pound that you weigh. So quest for 250 grams of protein per day is my life. Um, sometimes I'll go higher, but I, I, I don't ever go lower just to maintain the muscle mass that I have. Um, and then I rarely mix it with anything. Cause again, I'm boring. So I might not be the best guy for here's a tasty meal prep meal. I actually have some friends that make some and they post about them and they just look so good. And it's at that point, it's like, I'll buy them from you. Maybe I'll make it occasionally, but that wouldn't be consistent for me. I just make a batch of meat. Carbs usually consist of a white rice, jasmine, or um, 
I can't remember the name of it, but my wife makes this really, you know, good sticky rice. And it's not jasmine. It's some other kind. I can't remember what it is, but she says it's better than jasmine and it tastes really good. So I agree. Sweet potatoes for sure. Uh, and then I don't really, those are kind of, it's pretty simple for me with those, but, um, so that's what I got here. There's a lot more questions, but I'll sift through those later. Um, and I'll put up another, ask some questions, get them on here. I've been going through audiobooks and then physical books and a lot of things on those lines in my day to day that I'll touch on next time. Um, thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the next one. Oh.